beautiful. You are listening to the Africana Woman Podcast. I am your host, Chulu. Every week, I ask an Africana woman to invite us into her home to give us a snapshot into what happens behind her closed doors. I hope you will join me on this journey of discovery, revelation, and self-awareness. I'm not going to lie. It may become uncomfortable sometimes. However, I encourage you to push past your unease and challenge yourself to think differently. The simple act of expanding yourself to receive the unknown may be transformational for you. This episode is brought to you by the Africana Women Visionaries. This is the premier network for female entrepreneurs of African descent. You can learn more about how you can be part of this amazing group of women by visiting at Africana Woman on Instagram or Facebook. Hey, not only is it Women's History Month, but we will also be celebrating International Women's Day on the 8th of March. Well, we love women and cannot wait to celebrate you this month. Girl, we're taking it to another level. The theme for 2021 is Choose to Challenge. I mean, they might as well just rename it to Africana Woman Day. Like, hello, (laughs) we're all about choosing to challenge the status quo. Come on now. In the Africana Woman universe, we have fantastic live speakers lined up, including Lisa Sekaja from Uganda, an international human rights lawyer, to the phenomenal Linda Kasonde, Zambia's very own lawyer and civil rights activist. On the podcast, each of our guests will focus on leadership and how we as women can challenge the boundaries of our personal growth. Then, of course, the blog is there for our visual learners, like me, (laughs) to read humorous yet informative stories that will challenge you. Oh, girl. Okay, I will start up right here and introduced our first Africana woman. And yeah, so I sat down with Anusha Sichern way back in October 2020, and it was actually my birthday, which you will hear her reference. Anusha is from the beautiful island of Mauritius. Friend, this lady takes resilience to the highest level. Ha! It's like rejection simply does not exist in her vocabulary. Basically, someone tells her no, but what she actually hears is try it in a different way. I love her. Anusha Sichern has been named one of the 100 most influential women of Mauritius and was top four finalist of JCI, the Outstanding Young Persons Mauritius. She's an accomplished dancer and performer who is a national registered artist. She has performed in Mauritian and international shows and artistic projects. Now, she is not just an artist 
artistic person. She is a smart cookie. Whilst in the past, she has been a teacher and cabin crew member. She is currently an assistant research scientist in the field of agriculture and climate change. Not to say too much, please enjoy listening to Anusha's story. Hello, girl. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, Chilu. Happy birthday to you. All the very best in your life and all the happiness that you can get in the years to come. May you stay amazing, successful, and a wonderful human being as you are. It's such a pleasure to see you and celebrating your birthday today. And after three years, we are like communicating since Yali. So I'm yeah. very glad to be celebrating with you. And uh, God bless you, my dear, and wish you just good health, happiness, success, and always stay safe. Keep going. You are so sweet. I love you. (laughs) Yes, it's my birthday today. As Anusha has (laughs) let the cat out of the bag. And uh, it was your birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. I hope you had a fabulous day. I can't wait to get into this conversation. How have you been though? Like we haven't like actually talked in three years. That's like a long time. How are you? Um, I'm doing great actually. And um, yeah, it's been three years since the last time we met. And the last time we met, I think it was for graduation of Yali because I remember Zambia flight was very early, 3 a.m. I couldn't meet you all before going. So sorry about that. I even couldn't meet my roommate, Diana, who was from uh, Zambia. But she came to Mauritius to meet me, you know? (laughs) You guys had fun. It was really, really beautiful. So um, it's been three years down the line since Yali, but, um, you know, life just went on. And uh, but we've kept in touch with the Yali group because you know our WhatsApp group is always alive on Facebook. Yeah. We always uh, see each other, and on Instagram we always follow each other. So we are we yeah. are in touch. We might not be talking, but we we know what's going on in each other's life. At least yeah. what we post on, on social media. So yeah. um, uh, there's many things that happen. So many things. Uh, it just got better and uh, here I am yeah how are you so congratulations on your new appointment in um, the Yali chapter I saw that (laughs) thank you okay so let's get started our topic today is leadership dreams and legacy. I love it. It's quite packed in there. Um, So I think, tell us about your journey. And what I love about you is that you're so um, multi-interested, but you still do it with so much grace. So tell us. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My journey is very long, actually, because I'm just 29 years old. 
But when I look back and I see there's so many things that I have accomplished, it has been like one of many accomplishments per year. And uh, I must say it, it has not been easy. It has been very challenging, but it is the challenge that made it very interesting and gave me that power and that drive to go furthermore. So um, about my journey, so let me give a brief bio about me. So I am Anusha Citron, 29 years old, born a Gemini, and a Gemini is an air sign. And I am a very good example of air signs because I am free-willed and I always do things which makes me feel free. And I am very passionate and artistic and uh, very much spontaneous. So like for today, I didn't prepare anything. So I professionally at work, I live to have very planned uh, work. But when it comes to my uh, personal life, I love some planning, but I love to be in spontaneous because it, it, you just go with the flow and it's just your heart who speaks. So um, from childhood, I have had many visions of my life. Uh, once I remember that very deep feeling since I was born, it was like to do something great, to achieve something great in my life. And I even written that in, in my diary. But as, as, as uh, the journey went and as I grew up, uh, my visions changed and uh, my accomplishments uh, came up. So I remember in uh, pre-primary school and uh, in primary school, I was always the kid who was always um, say, yes, I will take the leadership position. Say, yes, I will come and speak in front of the class. Say, yes, I will become the class captain. Uh, my teachers used to love me a lot. And I was very, very much hardworking since always. And I always, always, always loved to dance. I re uh, the, the, the memories that I have of myself as a child is of me dancing. So then I progressed and I joined high school and I chose to do science subject because I love exploring life. And I have that deep commitment uh, for climate and environment. And uh, after that, I went to University of Mauritius. I did my bachelor degree. And uh, those years uh, were just the most amazing years of my life. And in parallel to that, I was also um, getting involved in my um, career as an artist. It was just all emerging, both emerged at the same time. So me as a university student for my bachelor degree and me as an artist, it was very much tiring. It was like uh, going on uh, nine to five to university to attend the class and six to 10 p.m. to go and dance and perform for shows. It was very hectic, but uh, I did not want to make the choice between my studies and uh, between my passion. So I did both. At the end of the day, I was dead tired, but my heart was very much content. And then after that, uh, I started my leadership journey. I wouldn't, I won't say that I got opportunities, rather, I created my own opportunities because when, as I told you, as a child, I was only the one going, um, and saying, yes, I will do the leadership role without any hesitation. It was the same thing at the university. 
Um, my lecturers were very supportive. My um, friends were very supportive. I did a lot of activities on campus. And once I graduated, I did a lot of things off campus, building my own NGO with my friends, participating in many leadership um conferences, um, planning my life. I was dreaming about going to Paris for a conference and that the same year universe answered to my questions with the help of my family and my vision. I could go to Paris and attend the first um, conference for the youth, the ninth UNESCO Youth Forum. And there I met all the youth from the United Nations and it was just Oh, wow, life is so beautiful. And I was feeling so accomplished at that time. At the same time, in parallel, I was doing um, a pageant, a worldwide pageant in Mauritius. And that was also a very big challenge. And my career as an artist was also growing up. And after that, I went to the Conference of Youth in Madagascar for climate change again. So since then, I had that vision of becoming a decision maker and a policy maker in climate change for the small island developing states such as Mauritius or for African continent. So I went on and uh, proposed to the University of Mauritius to do a master in climate change and sustainable development. So my lecturers were very fond of the idea and they realized that also the, the severity of climate and how it is affecting our island. So they did, they prepared for that uh, master degree and I waited for three years. And uh, by that time I went for Yali, which has been one of the most ever beautiful life experience. And you would agree with me Tulu, that it was a very good uh, cohort eight family bonding that we had. And yes. uh, it was amazing. And uh, right after uh, Yali, I started my master's degree when I came to Mauritius. Then I wanted, I was at the peak of uh, my job as a teacher, I was a teacher in a secondary school. And um, from there, I wanted to. I did like three years as teacher. I wanted to change career and go for more personality development because I'm a person who is a firm believer in personal development and uh, to acquire new skills and new experience. So I went and I applied to become a cabin crew for my national airline. After a lot of training and a lot of uh, practice, I was not chosen the first time because I couldn't swim. Then the second time I went on and learned swimming. That was the first ever test. Because to become a cabin crew, you have 12, ex you have 12 exams. And I, I passed uh, all the physical exams. And then I went on for the training and then the theoretical and practical examinations. So I became a cabin crew. I traveled the world. I met a lot of people. I became even closer to myself. And that's the vision of personal development that I had. I got it there. Because cabin crew makes you such a strong person mentally, physically, and you develop so many skills along. And then, I, but inside of my heart, I always had that, you know, that wish that I had always wanted to become a scientist. So mm -hmm. I was applying, the job of scientist was, uh, there was a vacancy for that, and I applied. And right when I was traveling the world, I received the letter when I um, came home. 
And I was uh, appointed as a scientist uh, in the climate, um, in climate and land and water management, which is exactly my field of study. I did a bachelor degree uh, in agriculture and land and water management, and I did my master degree in climate change and sustainable development. So it was like some kind of huge blessing from God and uh, my prayers, my parents' prayers were answered. So I became an assistant research scientist and this is my actual job. And I'm very happy that at this age that I have had all these dreams fulfilled. And today I'm serving my country and I I am working for the climate change in my country. And I'm so happy and so proud about it because I had that vision I will very help to make it happen. There has been so many challenges, but we are going to talk about all the challenges across my life since keto till now, because nothing comes easy. And uh, we really need to have that resilient mindset and that very determined, determined mindset to go and achieve what we plan to do. So here to you too. Your room is open. There's so many things in there that I was just like, oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> the first thing that really um, popped out to me is when you said that, um, you know, when you had to decide between, well, you didn't want to decide to choose between school and your, your dancing, your artistic creative side, you know. And I think a lot of people kind of put themselves in a box. Like you can only be one thing. Yeah. Just um, tell us a little bit about that. Um, what would you say to encourage somebody who's got all these multiple interests, but they don't know whether they should be pursuing or whether they can try and put them together? That's a question which came up uh, very many, many times around, along my life whenever I met people. You know, um, just bringing back to the fact that I'm a Gemini. Gemini um, are really indecisive sometimes. And we just like to have so many um, passion. So that's one of the aspects of my personality. But I will not attribute everything to my birth sign. Uh, Apart from that, I have always been dancing. Like uh, I've told you, uh, ever since I'm a child, I have always watched uh, TV and um, do like actress and uh, portray that. And I have always had that, um, you know, very ease to go and speak in public, very ease to go and be on the stage. I never feared it. You know, when I was a child, there's a festival in Mauritius called Diwali. This is the festival of light. And it is hugely celebrated. And once when I was a kid, um, I think at seven years old, I went uh, for a show for the Diwali show. It was a huge show, like uh, 2,000 people dancers on the stage. And I told myself, I didn't tell to anyone, uh, I told to myself, one day I'm going to be on that stage and perform it. I told that to myself. And then years passed. I was only seven years old. And then when I was... Um, at uh, um, primary school, I used to dance at all music days. <laughs> no one could ever stop me. And uh, even that, I was still the class stopper, you know. I was still mm-hmm. my class stopper. It just came very naturally to me, uh, dancing and also studying. Because, you know, uh, I'm a person who loves study. Um, that 
I take pride in saying that. I love to, to develop my skills. I love to have more knowledge because I know I don't know everything, but I know many things, but I want to know even more things. You see, so I, I had this mindset since child. So that, that made it quite easy. But then when I went to um, high school, uh, I was bullied. I was fat shamed. I was not given the chance to perform. Uh, I was not uh, among the privileged uh, students of my school, unfortunately. No, fortunately, because that drives me to become who I am today. So mm. I just had to fight a, a lot to just put my place there. My teenage life was um, very, very uh, traumatic. At the same time, it was um, very challenging. But uh, then I still remember that uh, I did not lose hope. That door was closed for me at school because they did not allow me to perform. But then oh. just, yeah, but then just as I finished high school, I went to a dance school and I told myself I'm going to dance. I'm going to make myself so fully in love in, with what I do. So I went to the dance school and it was at the same time that my university started. So I was just in so much zeal of my passion that I didn't want to, to, to make a choice. This is me. Mm -hmm. But now it comes to my family. You know, mm -hmm. my late grandmother, uh, she paid my fees for my uh, first dance school and my uncle alone. They both paid for it. So there was a huge family support. You see, my late grandmother told me, you know, in my times, girls were not allowed to dance. But she was a very good artist in painting and in sewing, you know. But she told me, if you love to dance, go and dance. And also my mother and my father, they have always, always, always been very supportive to me in my life choices because I have always proved to them that, you know, I am a good child and also I love to study and uh, I have made my proof. But my parents always believed in me. So um, they pushed me. My dad always uh, um, drop me for rehearsals. My mom always prepared my clothes and my food. And every time, you know, I was on TV uh, for the shows, all my family members were like, hey, celebrity, we saw you. Hey, celebrity, we saw you. I was like, no, I'm not a celebrity. I'm just someone who loves dancing. But, you know, that was so much family support. There was no shaming at all. And, you know, at that time, I was an overweight girl. I was an overweight girl and at my dance school, I was still being bullied and, and fat shamed, but that never stopped me because, you know, I had that drive to leave my passion. So it went on for years and I'm still dancing and I'm still being accomplished as a student. I just earned my master's degrees um, on the 8th of September this year. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, the advice that I would give to people who, who find this, um, choice to be difficult is firstly you have to decide for yourself what you really want what out of mm -hmm. life gives you a reason to live what out of life give you gives you a reason to, to to feel that you're alive you know that your body is vibrating that your mind is vibrating and mm -hmm. also to know that you can do both you just have to be very, very, very hardworking because as I was telling you, it was 9 to 5 at university, 6 to 10 p.m., even sometimes midnight. 
for late rehearsals and then weekend I was going for assignments and then uh, at night going for shows. So it's, it's a lot, a lot of hard work. You have to dedicate a lot of time to those. You might not do 100% in both. There will always be a balance that you have to strike. But at the end of the day, when you, when you will look back at your life, you would tell yourself that you took all the chances. You did not let the chances go. You know, uh, in Mauritius, at that time, transport was a big problem. I used to travel very far to go for shows. And okay. in the bus, by bus, I used to carry my luggage, you know. I just roll my luggage like that and, and carry that in the bus. And it was absolutely no problem for me. It was like me doing those hard work for my passion. And yeah. the, fact that, the fact that I was body shamed, the fact that um, it was not about people seeing me on TV at all. It, those people who saw me on TV and who saw me doing live performance, uh, they, were, they were very um, supportive of me and uh, they appreciated. But I was fat shamed and body shamed and bullied by persons with whom I was racing, persons with whom I was performing, persons in the dance school. But, you know, all those things never, ever... Um, stop me from doing what I love. Instead, they become obstacles that I had to build strength to overcome. So mm. they were like bumps, but I got over them and they gave me strength. I developed my strength from those obstacles. And so, it, you know, I think those were kind of tests that the universe sent me to tell me, to ask me, Anusha, do you really want to dance? Do you really want to be a student? Because at university uh, itself, it was not easy. I had a lot of people who were supporting me, but also people who were not supporting me. But mm -hmm. uh, always I take those non-supportive uh, people or the obstacles or the bullies as stepping stones to build my resilience and to know really um, my vision and to know my goal, to see my goal clearly and to work very hard and surpass all of them in the mm -hmm. sense that they can't... Um, they can become blocks for me. Rather, I will become the own, my own door opener. And this is how I, I went on. So uh, the last thing that I would say, uh, always choose something that makes you feel really happy, something, uh, something that really makes you feel alive, and something that, that drives your passion, your desire, your determination, and to become the best person that you want to become. So trust yourself. Listen to yourself, listen to your heart, and be really who you want to be. Mm, yeah. That's good. You know, when you were um, talking about uh, when you wanted to, when you were applying for um, to be a, in the cabin crew, and you said that you didn't know how to swim, but you learned how to swim. I think that's like amazing because some people would just be like, okay, that's the barrier. That's it. <laughs> but just like thinking about water, you know, how scary is that? But you went ahead and uh, learned how to swim, learned that new skill. Yeah. And I, I thought, wow, that's amazing. Because I know a lot of people wouldn't have gone that far. They would just been like, oh, okay, we're done with this one. Let me move on and try and do something else. Maybe I can yeah. <laughs> you know, Actually, for me, barriers are just uh, limitations that you have to break. 
See, mm -hmm. I wanted to become a cabin crew. The first year when I applied, I went to learn swimming, but you know, I am asthmatic. I couldn't um, swim that first. So I was not qualified. And I was like, damn, it's not because of a swimming that I won't get, get the chance to, to, to learn even more in my life. So the next year, I made it a point to go every day and I even uh, paid a personal trainer to, uh, show, to teach me how to swim. So he taught me how to swim despite being asthmatic and how to regulate my breathing. So I went mm. for that non-stop non -stop, and it took me only one and a half week to learn swimming. And I just went to my, to my examination, swimming examination, and I just, you know, in, instead of me, I was just seeing that aircraft. <laughs> I just take the plunge in, in the swimming pool and I just uh, swam right to the benchmark. And when I was out of the water, I was like, oh, so thrilled that I made it. Uh, I didn't know that I made it in the time that uh, that was required. I just went and all my friends were telling me, hey, you made it, you made it. And I was like, oh, really? I'm so glad. And then I received, um, the next day I received my letter telling me that you, you've you accomplished the first step. Now you have the walking interview. And I was like, yes, new yeah. skill learned. <laughs> Girl, after the year we just had, I know as an entrepreneur and a leader, things got real lonely really fast uncertainty has become the order of the day and yet we must continue to not only survive but thrive so as a leader who do you turn to to fill your cup to give you inspiration to teach you and to mentor you we have created a community just for this very reason to support each other to hold each other accountable and to be each other's cheerleaders this group is called the Africana Women Visionaries because we're looking past the storm and are focused on the vision we have for our companies and the African continent. Join the Africana Women Visionaries free Facebook group to learn more. Now back to the conversation. You said limitations that you have to break when you have a bump, something that is a barrier, you consider it just a limitation that you have to break. I love that. Girl, yeah. you have been not asthmatic and you're doing all those physical tests. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my um, being an asthmatic uh, person when I was a child, I couldn't run. I couldn't do many activities. And on on top of that, uh, I had an hormonal um, imbalance. So I put on really a lot of weight when I was in my teenage days. But... Um, that did not prevent me from having dreams. That did not prevent me from um, becoming who I am. Instead, I embraced my illnesses. I embraced um, whoever I was because <laughs> at, the, at the very core of it, I realized that I was born to be loved by myself, to be loved uh, by the divine and just to shine my own light. That's why. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. So in terms of people that would want to, you know, take up leadership roles, 
tell, that's the other thing that you said. You said that you did not wait for somebody to create or to notice you or acknowledge you. You said that you made your own opportunities and just dive a little bit more into that. So for people that are sitting there waiting to be discovered and found, <laughs> what do you have yeah. to say? Um, as I told you, Chulu, um, since very young, I always was like, whenever teachers would ask who will come and speak in front of the class, hey, or teachers would say, hey, Anusha, come and speak in front of the class. So it was very natural. But, um, you know, when I grew up, okay, when I grew up uh, post, uh, let, let me take it from high school. From high school, I was denied uh, many opportunities because I was not among the privileged girls. Um, there was a lot of, um, of things which unfairness, I would say. But um, I always had that vision and that um, strength in being a leader. But uh, you know, there was an incident in high school when we applied for the uh, science competition. It was an um, inter-school competition. Um, we made a group, and at the day uh, before the registration, um, my, my classmates just put me out of the group. And I didn't even know because I didn't even know because they didn't tell me anything. But then I just went to the interview room and I was like, why are you uh, in a group without me? We, I thought we were in that. They said, no, we don't need you. And it was just the day before sending the registration. So we had a little interview with our, with our educators before going there. So um, what I did, as soon as I... Uh, came back home. I went on the internet. I made a ton of research. I don't know where I got that energy. I made a ton of research and find one suitable research that I could uh, take up in Mauritius and present to the science competition. They did a group and I went to the science competition alone. I was the only girl in my school who was individual and all of them were in groups. So uh, I just went and I just presented my project the next day to my teacher. He said, okay, I'm going to, uh, um, you post the interview and then I'm going to send your um, project part to the National Science Convention. And you know what happened? I was selected and those girls who put me out of the group, they were not selected. So from That's there, I, yeah. So from there, I learned a very, very good lesson. It was like, you don't have to rely from outside external forces to drive your goals. Believe in yourself, you have capabilities, go and put your hands to work and do something by yourself. So that was the first step that I took. That was the very first step that I took. So from there, um, very much respect was grown out from myself, for myself, from the other girls towards myself and from my teachers towards myself. And that uh, particular teacher, he always had, um, he was always very supportive. So when, uh, when I joined university, that I went to thank uh, that teacher. And he told me, Anusha, you know, when you go to university, take up a leadership role, because I know you will do it very well. So I went, <laughs> and I started, my, and I, uh, there was elections for uh, classroom. And I said, okay, I will become a classroom. And people voted for me. I was like, okay, great. So from there, 
Uh, I started building very good rapport, uh, very good bonds with my lecturers. So I became a very active student on, on, on the campus. Uh, I was participating in a lot, a lot, a lot of activities. We were creating our own activities. I was from the Faculty of Agriculture and uh, it was more the other faculties which were dominating. But at that time, we started boosting our faculty a lot. And that made our lecturers pride. So I was not alone. I had a very good group with me. So from there, that came that you have to build your own opportunities. Yeah. Uh, hours, uh, when I started my, um, uh, my prof as an artist, I was denied chances at school again I, because I was not privileged. Um, but I went to my dancing school and I just created that life that I wanted to become an artist. Uh, if we need to talk about that, we will need a part two because there's so many things that um, I, time is so limited to say it all. So again, but then after completing my BSc degrees, let me tell you one thing. Uh, I went for interview for the Model United Nations in my high school again. They selected every girl, but they rejected me out of no valid reason, just because I was not, again, privileged. And this is, again, something I might talk even more about some other time. And, you know, right after my BSc degree, there was the first ever model African Union of students in Mauritius. And then I just went with my group. We participated. And guess what? We won the best delegation. Nice. <laughs> it was another confirmation from the universe that when you are out to, to, to do something that you really have your heart for it, go and do it. Don't expect anyone to come to you to give you validation or to give you an opportunity. And from that, we just grew. Uh, I created uh, my own NGO with my friends. And uh, see, again, when I wanted to... Um, when I, I had that huge uh, desire to go to Paris for a conference, it was such a big uh, desire that it happened. Universe made it happen. My sister helped me. My dad helped me. My mom helped me. My uh, um, Everything just conspired to just make me go there, you know? And when I went there, it was not an opportunity offered to me. It was a mail we received, everyone applied. And you know, again, I will tell you something. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm realizing everything, how, how they happen. I applied on the day that was the deadline. And by the time uh, Paris is four hours later than Mauritius, in Mauritius, the deadline was already closed. I went to apply online. And among all of my friends who applied from Mauritius, no one was selected. I was the only one selected, despite missing the deadline for Mauritius time, because when I applied, I applied for Paris time. So I was again selected. No one uh, sponsored me because friends, other friends from Mauritius who attended, they were sponsored by either the, um, by, 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 um, groups here so me mm -hmm. i wasn't even, even even sponsored i had my savings my family helped me my sister my brother my mom i had to pay but i wanted to pay just to do something that really brings me happiness and really takes me one step other in my leadership journey so i went there i met so many people all of you from the Euro european union this is how i created every opportunities. Again, when I went for the Conference of Youth in Madagascar, when I went for YALI, YALI, you know, in 2014, I applied, but I did not get. 
I work very hard and build up my CV, build up my capacity. Then I applied again in 2017. And at that time, it was a very hard moment in my life because I was going through a lot of, 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 uh, of things personally where everything crashed. But I just had to build myself again. And Yali came at the right time and it gave me that even more strength to become a better leader and lead by example. So I went for Yali, I met you, I met all our family from the cohort eight. And this is how I continue to build up. Again, I wanted to become uh, a decision and policymaker for climate change in Mauritius. So I went up to my lecturer to propose them to run that course in Mauritius. So they build up the curriculum, they build up everything. But it was that step of mine who took it, who took it forward. They build it, they build on it, and other students were allowed to come and to do that master's. And today I have my master in hand. And this is another thing about uh, leadership. And uh, today I just, uh, I was recently elected as the Yali chapter um, recruitment and selection coordinator because uh, this is a role I really wanted to take because I want to give people who are really driven, who really have the capabilities but are not always on, on the front row. Uh, people like me who do not know anyone but went on to make their own mark, who went on to create their own network. You know, it took me so many years to create my network because I knew no one. But now mm. people tell me, you know, you know so many people. Yes, I know so many people because I went on by myself to build my network. And I made that mm. a point to build my network and to know people because I wanted to share, to learn, to grow, to inspire, to evolve with people. And um, mm. self-improvement is something I really wanted to do. So... That role of Yali came now, and uh, I did it. It was the first time I went for an election, and I was like, okay, I was very um, terrified and anxious because that was my first election ever. But many people told me you should run one, an election one day, and I was like, okay, let me do that for Yali and Steve. And um, I just went and I and I presented myself and I received a lot of goods and thank you so much Yali alumni. Thank you cohort eight blessings. I am now here and I want to, 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 to lead. I want to uh, monitor. I want to mentor. I want to create even more leaders um, who came from nowhere, who came with um, who are in the shadows and even people who are really brilliant in what they do just take them right there to Yali, just like I didn't get in 2014, but I got in 2017 to show how you should master your CV, how you master yourself, how you value yourself to get Yali, because we all know the power that Yali holds, right? Yes, yes. So, okay, let's, let's take it back even further. I want to know more about your... You have a very, very strong mindset. And I think that your beliefs inform your actions, right? But not everybody is, you know, like I said, like not everybody has, let's say, a good relationship with the, the word failure, um, you know, or rejection. If, you know, people are just fearful of getting rejected, so they don't even make that first step to try or they're they um they crumble when they tried and then they failed but you are you know you've, you've said it over and over again that i failed this time but then i did it again i failed this time and i did it again you know what i mean so you've got a very very strong 
um, mindset. And for me, I'm curious about what keeps you, um, what has developed your, your mindset? What has developed your, um, your, your search for, um, self-development? Um, again, it's, it's, it's from childhood. I believe I am an old soul. I mean, I trust I am an old soul. I've, I've lived many lives before, so I quite so much wisdom from all my life. No, I truly believe in that. Um, but then here, um, when I was born and when I went to school, I was always uh, doing very well in my studies. And my parents always had very high regards for me, and I was always a very good performer. But then when I uh, started in high school, I had uh, many lows because I was going through, my, my teenage was very, very traumatic. Um, there were many things that I wanted to do, but I couldn't because of health, because of other, other issues. But um, those were very low phases in my life. And then as, as a teen, when I look back when I was a child, that was so much, uh, I, I was, uh, you know, always the topper, uh, always doing so well. Um, I, I, I always told myself, now I want to build that life again. Now I'm becoming mm -hmm. an adult. I want to build that life again. Whatever is happening around me, I will not let that affect me. So, you know, uh, by that time I was 17. So I wanted to have peace of mind and clarity. So I went for spiritual uh, development. I went to a spiritual center and there I was very lucky to meet my spiritual master. She was such a good lady. The first day that I went there and returned back home, I was a completely changed person. So my, so my parents told me you should go again. So I went on and, and took up my spiritual, um, my spiritual classes because, you know, deep inside my, myself, I always wanted to do something great, but I always knew that I am meant for something great. So I went there. When I went there, it was like, um, this is where I had to be, you know. This was the light that was calling me for so long. So I went, I went for my spiritual development course. So today, um, this year, it's like 12 years. So I was very mm -hmm. disciplined in, in, in what they, they told me. Okay. Uh, and uh, then from there, I started a lot of personal development activities. Uh, I built up that very strong and resilient mindset because they, give, they gave me uh, a lot of, of guidance how to develop a resilient mindset, how to see obstacles as opportunities. And I must say that at a very young age, at 17, where people are like very frenzy, going to parties, etc., me, I chose the other path. And I also became a vegetarian because this was by choice. And I was very disciplined in what they said. And uh, by when I um, when I was in my twenties, then I, I understood how to to balance my spiritual life with my uh, physical life, actually. So I continued, and every time there was a challenge, I used that teaching that they 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 instilled in me. So I saw when I was applying that teaching, I was able to overcome situations better and out of every situation i always saw lessons and since very um very young i always had that mindset of self-improvement because it was like um if you want to be somewhere you have to improve yourself to be there 
So mm-hmm. I went on, and um, when um, even more, you know, when one challenge is over, it's not really over because you get the second challenge which comes. Yeah. And as you grow up in years, you will see so many challenges coming. So see, I was I was born uh, with an ill health. I was uh, fat shame. I was bullied. I forgot to say I was always a loner uh, at school. I never really had friends. I was always a loner. But again, that built up my strength to connect truly to myself, to love myself and validate who I am and really love me. So Mm -hmm. that. And then when I went uh, for my dancing school again, uh, I was again fat shame. So those every, every time, uh, when I was being a dancer and some of my classmates didn't like it and they were putting me aside of the class, but I still went on doing the things that I want to love, uh, that I want, that I loved, you see. So there was always that mindset. You have to be resilient because when you are stable inside of yourself, whatever havoc is happening outside will not affect you. You have to be the calm among the storm, you see. So I developed I that. that mindset. I developed that mindset. I, I did a lot of meditation, a lot of personal growth uh, classes. I attended a lot of spiritual workshops and I maintain my practice till today. There have been many, many, many big cyclones, typhoons, whatever you call it, coming to me. But I feel low. I feel a lot of lows, but I feel a lot of ups as well, you know, because you need to have the lows to build up from there, build up your strength to be able to get the highs again. And whenever I saw something, I, I, I was doing something once, uh, you know, I was doing a leadership workshop and I was talking to the to the audience and telling them, you have to do a sort analysis of yourself, your strength, mm-hmm. your weakness, the opportunities and the threats. So every time about myself, I take yeah. a paper, write Anusha's strength, Anusha's weakness, and uh, opportunities, and threats. And use the threats as guiding light to have a clearer goal. Use opportunities mm-hmm. as opportunities I want to create for myself. Change my weakness into my strength and make my strength even more stronger. <laughs> so Ooh, this is a practice. Good. This is a practice that I have maintained for years and it has worked a lot. And I will tell you, Chulu, once you start doing the inner work, you will see there are so many layers to yourself and you have to unlock the other layers. And you go down, 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 down till you unlock the core of yourself. So this is a lifelong journey because on your whole life journey, you have so many roles that you do. But the very mm-hmm. thing that you have to connect to yourself, love yourself, understand who you are, validate yourself. And at the end of the day, realize that you are unique and uh, you just have to accept yourself who you are. And whoever people cause you home, they, you know, life is such a big drama uh, and everyone is just having their own roles. You, you should not have the mindset that these people is hurting me, but these people is opening, is opening a new door of opportunity for me. See, the people who at school did not offer me uh, the chances, they were actually opening the doors to tell me, Anusha, go and do even more things, and you'll see doors will open for you. At every step of my life, it was like this. So that's how. Uh, it was never... I, I was never... Um, 
I, I don't know the word. I, I never lived up uh, to the word discouraged. I have never been discouraged. Instead, mm. I have always been here to encourage myself. Sometimes I speak to myself like very loud, sometimes very silent, and I need a lot of alone time to really dig deep into myself. And this is how I build strength and how I cope with life. I cope with breakup. I cope with uh, loss. I cope with failures. I cope with success. I cope with uh, clarity. I, I cope with days of darkness, days of light. You know, it's, it's just a blend of everything. Nothing is, is, is straight. Uh, nothing is pink. Nothing is black, mm. nothing is white. It's just so many shades of gray and, you know, life is a curve. And that teacher I was telling you uh, before, he always told me, Anusha, you're a, a, like a sine curve. You have your ups, you have your lows, but you keep up moving. So I think this is it. But that guiding uh, light is, uh, I know who I am today. Tomorrow, I want to be better. If tomorrow mm. I can't be better, at least I will do those small steps to be even better the day after. But it's just here mm. and just improving. And this was, again, something my lecturer told me. Uh, when you're here today, go there tomorrow. And this is just how I see life, actually. And also from my parents, they have always set the example. I don't come from a rich family. I come from a family where my parents had to work very, very hard. Yeah, so I'm very proud and I'm very blessed and fortunate that my parents set the example of that Wherever you are in your life, you just have to work very hard to level up and you have to work very hard to, to you know, be in a state that you can sustain your own life. So I think mm -hmm. this is the biggest takeaway from them and uh, the biggest takeaway from life, actually, that um, you always have a choice to be better or worse, but I made a choice to be better and to be the best version of myself that I can be even every day is not the best but at least I am doing the effort for the most of the days mm. Mm. thank you my thank you life <laughs> thank you God thank you every opportunity thank you every experience thank you every people yeah everyone's just yeah. playing their own role and you just have to take the the essence of it and build yourself up build up your strength yeah. Mm, yeah. So you were fortunate that you went and did your um, spiritual development. Um, you know, there's a center and, you know, you're, you're able to do that. But what would you say for somebody who doesn't really know where they can start from? What type of resources would you recommend? Um, you know, uh, Chilu, at that time when I was 17, so it's 12 years back, um, social media was not active like now. But now on social media, see on Instagram itself, you have a lot of spiritual coaching. You will find a lot of spiritual uh, uh, guides uh, who will send you daily quotes, who will send you videos, who will send you IGTVs. So you can watch that. Also on YouTube, you can find a lot of, uh, of insights about spirituality. But also in Mauritius, you have many centers for that. But you have to choose something which resonates for you. At year one, some X can resonate for you. At year two, Y can resonate for you. And at year three, uh, Z can resonate for you. So you just have to, to choose along your growth what, which resonates to you and uh, which uh, path you choose and brings you really uh, that clarity of mind and that growth that you seek. 
So um, I would say you have a lot on social media, but uh, choose well. Uh, in Mauritius, you have a lot of centers. Um, you have a lot also of, uh, of healers and you have mm. psychologists. You have a lot of uh, people doing uh, the inner work in the circle. So, so you will find a lot of them. Just, I, I'm, I'm just sure you just type spirituality and you will just go and find them. I was at the Brahma Kumaris and they are very good and they are a worldwide organization. They are in more than 150 countries across the world. They are very much well present in Africa as well and in other countries in the world. And they give you very good um, startup and introductory um, lessons on spirituality, which you can use and develop even further. The more you want to go, the more you can have. Yeah. So Brahma Kumaris. You need to spell that out, girl. Yeah. B-R-A-H-M-A-K-U-M-A-R-I-S. So they're across the world. So they give you a seven-day course. So very back uh, to... They, they, they introduce you to your soul. So they teach you about your human life and uh, about virtues, about values. And I think this is really, really, really important in the world that we are today because we are so much on the outside. Um, but now with the COVID, it was an eye opener for the inner, to do the inner work. So, and uh, from the COVID also, you have a lot of spiritual masters who have emerged, you know? And uh, so you will find a lot, a lot of, 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 uh, of uh, resources nowadays because back then there, there were not that many. And you know something I will tell you, um, this is very much connected. What you're seeking is also seeking you and you will meet that thing at the right time. So wherever you want to go on your spiritual path, it will come to you. You will look for it and it will come to you. This is something I'm sure of. And you're always connected to, to the divine. So yeah. hold yourself in that uh, uh, remembrance so you will know where to go. Mm, nice, nice. So Anusha, where do you, what are your dreams now? Because I feel like you've accomplished so much. <laughs> what are you dreaming about now, girl? Like, do you want to be the president? Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a huge and very good question actually because um that last time you know i think that one month ago i was thinking like wow i've ticked everything on my bucket list i've ticked everything that i wanted to do and something that i wanted to do also i, I said no uh this no longer resonates with me i i'm not into that uh something that i really want to do right now is to um go around the world and uh, i really want to connect with uh, students and uh, because i was a teacher and i had a very good bond with my students and i love uh speaking and i love sharing i love giving uh i want to go abroad and, and help children with their studies um, teach them language in French countries, teach them English in uh, English uh, medium countries, teach them French, uh, teach uh, drama, teach dance, teach agriculture, stay connected with the earth. 
this is something I really, really want to do, you know, because everything else I have already accomplished. And I'm just like basking into what I have been doing. And I love it. I'm okay. Yeah. But I think right now I have to develop new goals, set new mindsets. Okay, so let's talk about legacy. When you mentioned someone like um, Nelson Mandela, that is somebody who has left a huge legacy. And what does legacy mean to you? Um, in the very simplest, um, simplistic terms, I would say legacy is what you build and what you leave behind when you're gone. Okay. Mm. So uh, I have always lived my life in a way that I have always been authentic to myself very closely connected to who I am, connected mm. to my truth, connected to my experiences, and uh, built a life that whenever I would look back, I would say that um, I have no regrets because I took all the chances that I had and I created all the opportunities that I wanted to. So, you know, right now, in my life, as I have taken up uh, the elections and I have been elected as the recruitment and selection coordinator, I was telling you earlier, I really want to mentor people, give opportunities, open door for people, bring people who are in the shadow, come to light and take up the yali. Uh, it's my way of giving back. It's the type mm -hmm. of legacy that I want to create. Because, you know, when I was a student, uh, when I was a teacher, uh, I was at the Mahatma Gandhi Institute. So Mahatma Gandhi is also a very brave soul and a very big leader. Every day, you know, in the class, I was writing, before starting my class, I was writing a quote by Mahatma Gandhi. And I used to take at least 10 minutes to explain to my children, I used to call them my children, uh, what is this quote? What is it about? What does it teach you about life? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were writing it in their coffee books. Till today, they still remember it and they still remember the lesson. You know, this is the kind of things that I want to give to the world. Um, like instilling in people the power that you have in yourself as a person, the power that you have in yourself to accomplish what you want. And also to develop that self-confidence, to develop that self-worth, to develop that self-love to be here for yourself because, mm -hmm. you know, you can go and teach anything to anyone, but once you experience it, once you live it, it becomes very automatic that you can connect to people and you can transfer that, um, not transfer, but share that information, share that um, experience with them. So it's like coming back to source, be very authentic with who you are and uh, just communicating it to people. And uh, as I have lived my life now, I have overcome obstacles, I have lived a sign curve, but people have seen me. Many people have seen my high moments, but many people also don't know my shadow work. Uh, yeah. Early this year, for New Year, when people were celebrating, I was in the hospital doing a surgery. In 2018, mm -hmm. I had another surgery, but people were seeing me on TV for a dance show. I was there as guest because I couldn't dance, but no one knew what happened. But I want mm -hmm. to teach people that, that whatever happens in your life, you have to build up that resilient mindset. This is what will drive you throughout your life. You know, mm -hmm. it's a matter of leaving a legacy of people who believe in themselves, 
believe in their power, recognize their power, recognize that they have a soul, they have something inside of them, and recognize mm-hmm. that they can achieve things. Whatever they want to achieve, they can. It is in their hands. You don't have to put limitations. You just have to believe in yourself and work really, really, really hard. Do all the right things. I'm saying very well, do all the right things to get what you want. Because we are given one life and we have to make the most of the life the way we want to make the most of it. But if you want to become a leader, if you want to achieve something in your life, just go and plunge into the work that you have to do to get there. And also, I want I want you to leave a legacy of people who really believe in themselves, but also believe in other people who would shine and also allow others to shine. Because right now in my life, uh, I have achieved a lot. I think it is my time now to give back. It is my time now to mentor people. But one day when I won't be there, I want other people to say that they too, they will mentor other people to let the other people achieve what they want. So as a whole, I want I want to leave a legacy of uh, positive change makers, of believers, of people driven by passion, of artists, of people really believing in what they want to do, of people having no self-limiting beliefs, of people overcoming obstacles, overcoming self-limiting beliefs, people who seek good in themselves and project that good out, and whatever uh, bad face there are, know that they will get out of it, have that resilient mindset, cultivate it, do the inner work, and just live your life in a way that one day you would tell yourself that you have lived the best life for you and for the people around you. Because whatever we do, um, we are projecting energies and people also receive those energies. So that kind, this is the kind of legacy I want to do. So doers, believers, achievers, uh, people doing really what they want and just being authentic with who they are and leaving the world in a better place. Mm. Just adding value everywhere where they go. So this is the type of legacy I want to build wherever they want, in whichever field they want. Yeah. As long as being good to them and to people. So you know what I love about the the legacy that you want to to leave is that it's very people centered. You know, it's um, in service to people. So then I'm wondering, do you think if somebody is thinking about okay, the legacy that they want to leave to leave, do you, and it's it's more I don't know how I can say it like maybe materialistic. Do you mm-hmm. think? Um, do you think that's bad or, you know, like what's, what type of advice would you give to somebody who's thinking about the type of legacy they want to live? Leave? You know, um, we have to agree on, on something. Uh, at, at, at any degree, at the, it might be a very low degree or very high degree or very moderate degree. We all have some material needs in our life. Okay. And the people who want to leave a legacy about materials, um, I won't ever say it's bad because uh, no one in their own perspective is good or bad. So maybe that person have been conditioned in such a way that material possession is important. 
and they want their children or their peers to have that material possession. So as long as that person is doing this rightly and is doing it for the right reasons, so why not? And mm -hmm. if they think that this is the kind of things that they can only provide for their family, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone has the, the right and the freedom to choose what kind of legacy they want to leave. But again, uh, I'm the one to judge, I'm the one to comment. But I would say as an advice, always do things in the right way for the right reasons without harming anyone and just having in mind for doing the highest good of all this is the most mm. important thing among, amongst everything. Mm. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Well, Anusha, this has been an interesting conversation. I certainly learned a lot about you. <laughs> and I must say that you are um, inspiring. You, your resilience you. is just amazing. It's amazing. You. Just love, the, you know, you're just like, oh, that didn't work this year. So I went back. I came back again. And I'm going to keep coming back until I get what I want. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I, I love that you are also rooted in your spirituality and connected with yourself and that you take time to, to really, um, you invest in yourself and in that part of yourself. And I, I think that's a, a very beautiful thing because I, I think a lot of people are, especially in this uh, in these times, you know, when you talk about spirituality, it's almost like it's not sexy, it's not popular or anything like that. But, you know, it's um, it's part of your journey. And, I, you know, it's amazing that you could share that. And just your resilience is just amazing. So thank you so much for taking the time to come and speak to the audience. And I just wanted to find out from you, one, how can um, people connect with you? How can we see you dancing? <laughs> <laughs> what are your last words of encouragement to the audience? Um, so you can connect with me on my Instagram, anusha.sichun. Uh, on Facebook, it's Anusha Sichun. You have six person called Anusha Sichun on Facebook, but you will know who is me uh, by my bio. I had to put my bio there for people to know that it's me because I had friends who added the other ones and say, oh, it's oh, you. <laughs> and uh, Chilu, I want to, to thank you from the deepest core of myself for the platform that you have created. I must say to you, it's very, very, very important to create such a platform to give people the opportunity to talk. We have, I'm sure, like me, we have so many people that have so many life stories that they can share and people can learn from. And um, thank you for creating that for African women. I love the fact that African women are on the rise. And uh, when we were together for Yali, I saw that power and I was like, wow. And when I was also in Paris, I met uh, my first uh, uh, African friends and they also really uh, were outstanding. And when I was a child, I had an African lady who, was, uh, who gifted me a chain on Christmas. So all the kindness. All, all the love that African women have in them and all that power, all that strength, uh, they're able to express it through your platform. 
So thank you so much, Chulu. Maybe, you know, you're just creating a massive, um, massive experience for people. And I thank you for that. Thank you for being such a brave soul, such a bright person for doing such a thing. And today is your birthday. Happy birthday once again. May you always, always be cherished and be blessed because you're an amazing person. Since ever I've known you, I have always appreciated you. And this will always go the same way. And I hope we meet very soon and we have a Yali reunion. But Chilu, yeah. thank you so much because, you know, uh, just today what I have been sharing, um, I have shared part of it in uh, the, the interviews that I have done earlier. But today I've taken it from childhood till now and I have mm. been able to express many things. There are also many things yet to be said. We, we need to have a part two. Yes. <laughs> but uh, you have given me the opportunity to express so many things about my life and I'm happy. Uh, that I could share. I hope uh, that I could share some sh some insights. Some people can can use it for uh, some knowledge for them uh, from my experience. But thank you because this is the first time that I've been able to to speak about mm -hmm. such a vast uh, topic about so many areas of my life. And um, thank you, thank you, really to bring it out for me. And uh, thank you, Chulu, you're lovable. And uh, may our friendship always be so uh, strong like this. And we keep empowering women like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would say feminism is not about hating men. And it's not mm -hmm. to become uh, equal to men, but it's giving the equal rights to women and women without distinction. Yeah. And uh, this is something we really work through. And I've seen through all your Instagram lives, it's the, it's the message that we project. And thank you for that, for giving so much. And uh, one word uh, before leaving, um, I just want to say to people, uh, this is 2020, I know that it has been a hard year, but uh, no matter what happened, use those times as opportunities to reflect on who you are, of, on what you really want in life, where you really want to go, have a vision, and work very hard, but also relax, take time for yourself, take care of your health, it's priority. I've realized it through my surgery that health is priority. Then enjoy whatever you're, you're, you're out to do. Uh, whatever you do, do it wholeheartedly with passion, with devotion, with determination and perseverance. And whatever you set out to do, you will see if you really do it with a clean heart, you will succeed at the end of the day. And uh, I want to thank my mom, my dad. I love them really much. And thank you for everything, mom and dad, uh, since childhood till now and for all the years to come. And um, thank you, God. Thank you, my sister, my family, my supporters, my friends. Thank you, Yali. Thank you, Chulu. And um, I really wish all of you just to be authentic with yourself and together we can create a very beautiful world and this is achievable and possible thank you mm. so much all right Sade. thank you this has been amazing madam so you were rejected once and your whole life melted hey seriously after hearing anusha's story Quen, what is your excuse i beg 
I feel like someone out there lied to us. You know the they that they always talk about, they said, and they told us, <laughs> they told us you can only try once in life. They told us you should put your eggs into only one basket. Friend, I have done it before, so I'm not I'm not out here judging you, hey? I remember when I was looking for a job in my younger days, hey? And I applied to a maximum of four, and I thought, dear Lord, I have done the thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've just spent all my energy on these four applications. And this is a market that is saturated with job seekers. No, lady, you need to be out there saying... Per week, I will send 10 applications. As a salesperson, per day, I will knock on 10 doors because I'm expecting that not everyone will say yes. But I increase my odds of success when I increase the people I ask. Stop taking rejection personally, darling. That is just your ego taking you in the wrong direction. Instead, completely change your attitude towards rejection or failure. That person, that job, that project just was not the right fit for you. Something better is on the horizon. Guys, please find Anusha on social media at Anusha Sichan. And tell her you heard her on the Africana Woman podcast and let her know what you took away from this episode. Thank you so much for making us part of your day by listening in. I truly appreciate you. I love you. And I'm just so grateful for you. Please help me get the word out about Africana Woman podcast. All you have to do is take a screenshot of this episode and post it on your social media stories. Don't forget to tag me at Chulu by design. I love to see your feedback. Now, you know my playground is Instagram. If you want to chat with me, just drop me a line over there. All right. And I guess I'll see you next week. But I want you to remember, know your roots, grow your purpose. This has been a production of Ulendo Creative Media. You can find out more about their services on www.ulendocreative.com.